0: In this episode of Testimony, A Musician Story, presented by Soundseekers, God Chasers rapper and label owner, Brinson, shares his Christian testimony. He talks about his violent past, being an underrated Christian rapper, and Comic Con being a mission field. Additionally, we go between the lines of Faith in the Sky, featuring Stephen Malcolm and Norman Michael, Last Dragons featuring Selah the Corner, Big Phil, Ready Rider, and DJ Will, You Know featuring Norman Michael and Is This the End in our four-song breakdown. I am Gaelika Brown, and this is Sound Seekers Presents Testimony, A musician Story. Is that Black Panther behind you? That's one Black
1: Panther, Black Panther, Last Dragon, and the one at the end that you can't see is uh, another Black Panther. They all were all Black Panthers. But it was this uh, one artist's name, Eddie Holly,
0: mm-hmm. and he
1: did a a reprint of the Last Dragon movie poster, like he hand drew it.
0: Oh, really? That <laughs> yes. okay? That's dope.
1: So it was um, a crazy amount of money, but I I was like, I can't live without it, and it have to be here as a staple. So yes, you know, Definitely. certain things you just gotta, it just gotta happen like that.
0: I mean it's a classic. He was our original like Black Panther movie.
1: <laughs> right. So you you know, you know, you know, you know.
0: <laughs> Let's go back to your first music memory, whether it has to do with you performing or just your the first song that you remember that really got you first music video, it's your first music memory.
1: Man, so I'm not like the usual person, so okay. my First, music memory with me going to sleep with headphones on Mm -hmm. is listening to Weird Al Yankovic. (laughs) Okay. Yes, I know. Is
0: there a particular song?
1: Beat, uh, Fat, uh, Dare to Be Stupid, I Got Cable, like, Weird out that dude to me, like it low key that nobody is ever gonna admit. I'm admit if you think about what he's done, platinum plaques, longevity, on tour. He's never stopped touring. Probably now because you know COVID and everything. But (laughs) as far as artist wise, who's touching dude? Like he he did a parody from of Michael Jackson. Like come on, man. Like
0: I mean. I have to admit that I never liked Weird Al.
1: <laughs> I couldn't oh, stand no.
0: him as a kid. I thought all of his music videos, all the songs, were just stupid. Um, I get why people were into him. I get why he was popular. But it's, I it's borderline
1: genius it. stuff. It, it's <laughs> genius stuff because I mean, if you if you're thinking about it from purely music business, right? Like releasing music, getting attention, just Everything artists do, he's killed it. Like okay. decades. Okay. Outside of the stupidity, okay. like yes, yes, stupid stuff has been going on. But if we're talking strictly business, who messing with it?
0: I get it. I'm not gonna, not gonna dish your your first <laughs> memory. But weird Al Yankovic, yeah, weird but, out, Yeah, right. But
1: <laughs> but but as far as like Christian rap, let's just let's go there. Okay. Christian rap. Stephen Wiley, uh, Bible Break. Okay, so you know, he's, he's the first Christian hip hop artist that had a major distribution deal. Um, had his cassette tapes all through North America, around the world, and um, just him being that guy who was on tour and things like that. So, I, I got his. His cassette when I was like super small maybe like three and memorized the entire Bible break rap like do rap four minutes straight no well he did have a small break in and he wrapped all the books of the Bible so okay. I mem- yeah so I memorized it and my mom who was like captain uh, easter children's program person at the Mm -hmm. church at the time she made me get up there and rap it so (laughs) then right at three because i think it was just amazing to see a three-year-old do a whole rap song you know what i'm saying
0: you know the whole congregation was cheering for
1: that yes (laughs) so then my grandma heard about it she was like baby bring him over here and she was in one of these Super old 1900 built churches that's like probably big as this room mm-hmm. with wooden floors, wooden pews. And um, she made me rap, so it was like I had a a, a small tour church mm-hmm. to church because I memorized <laughs> this guy's song. So I, I've been in this for a minute, you know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> since I was two, since I was, since I was
1: three, you know what I'm saying? I'm about this life. What y'all talking about? You know what I'm saying? Before a Grape Tree.
0: <laughs> so if your mom was like Easter captain and everything then that means that you pretty much grew up in a Christian household
1: I did I did so. I grew up um, in church but I did not stay in church even though I knew it was right you know I didn't stay in it you know what I'm saying so right when I uh, went to college and stuff and when I did have eyes on me you know what I'm saying when I didn't have accountability I moved when I moved to uh, Nashville and I knew nobody, it yeah. was a rap. It was a rap. It was a rap. Literally. So
0: okay. So let's let's go prior to the move. So we have told your testimony before, but if we just yes. like a brief little little recap. Mm-hmm. So were you born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida?
1: Yep. Born, raised Jacksonville. Um Saved in Jacksonville, high school, middle school, everything. Got my chops in ministry in Jacksonville. Um, Parents grew up here. Uh, Grandparents grew up here. Uh, Like most of my family is Jacksonville.
0: And did you grow up in a two-parent household?
1: I did. I did. Um, But uh, there was a time span when like years I didn't speak to my father because he had a drinking problem for like the majority of my life, like from when I was a baby all the way up to to when I was like 20, you know? So it was, it was maybe like a four year span where he would, um, you know, as I have gotten older, you know, and just understand bills, responsibilities and stuff like that. Like, I always used to fault him about that because you know, like I wanted a relationship that was I have a great relationship with him now, but when I was growing up, I wanted a different relationship with him that I never got, and um he was just under a, a ton of pressure um uh, with bills and and stuff like that, and he was the only one working. And just like every day, he would he would work like 12, 13, 14 hours, come home, sit in the driveway. He would drink until he was wasted, stumble in the house, go to bed, repeat. So we, it was years when we just didn't talk. It was just him going work to the bottle, to bed. And that was um, the extent of our relationship, you know?
0: That's crazy. I mean... I like you said you get it now that you're older um, mm-hmm. but and then you had siblings I'm assuming
1: yep two two older brothers um, one of them uh, when I was in sixth grade went to the army so it was me and my so I'm the youngest and um, the oldest went to the army and because when he was around he was the one really holding it down as far as like keeping you know, his two younger brothers in line and stuff. So when he left, it was like, it was weird because that's, I think that's when that whole process from like sixth grade all the way up to like mm, 11th grade, we didn't talk. So
0: you and your older brother,
1: no, me and my dad. And your dad.
0: Okay. You and your dad. Yeah.
1: Okay. Wow. I, a long time. Which, which, yeah. Okay. What's crazy is that like, I've never pieced, the year span together until like just now, like it yeah. it really just clicked from right then to then wow.
0: I mean that's the that's your your manhood time. That's you transitioning into manhood and you not speaking to your father yet yep, and being yep. in the same household.
1: Yep. 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 Like the, the the things I wanted to learn from him I didn't. Um but my mom from from like sixth grade up to maybe like 10th grade kept me in church like hardcore church not like sunday church i'm talking about monday tuesday thursday friday they had something on saturday and then sunday
0: yeah
1: yeah That that, that was that hardcore church but you know um like i said thinking about responsibilities and stuff like that because I think sixth grade, like my parents' financial situation, like took such a nosedive. Mm -hmm. And only thing my mom knew to do was to rely on the Lord. So, like even in those type of trials, um, she taught me how to pray, how to seek God, what it means to see what a miracle is, and knowing that you get these foreclosure letters over and over and over. And then Mm -hmm. I see her get on her knees and pray, and then. Something happened like a check out of nowhere come, just stuff like that, so I mean even in those hard times I see like just thinking about it i I can be thankful and see that I learned how to rely on God even through chaos that the things that I wanted to have I didn't, but you know Jesus was there the whole time, you know, yeah,
0: and then during that time period before you go went off to college and you were in the church like. Five days a week. Was there ever a point where you gave your life to Christ?
1: I did when I was in um tenth grade because ninth grade, I think eighth and ninth grade, I was just wilding out because due to the fact of that whole time frame of me not talking to my dad, I think eighth and ninth grade I was wilding out. Like like I I didn't do the things that everybody else was doing. Like I wasn't in the drugs, I wasn't into like robbing stealing but i was super violent you know what i'm saying so like every other day i'll be fighting and then in ninth grade me and my middle uh brother we were in the same high school which was direct trouble because he didn't know the extent of how crazy his little brother was mm. so i came in and you know it it went my high school, it wasn't like California where you know you got blood scripts or anything like that. It was just pockets of neighborhoods. And if you was in the wrong neighborhood, we was we was coming at you. And I was like, I didn't grow until like eleventh grade. So that's I'm four <laughs> <Wow. this, laughs> eleven with this
0: crazy Napoleon syndrome for real.
1: That's what it was. <laughs> so I'm I'm four eleven with this Napoleon complex. And I'm like, I'm not going to mess with nobody. But if somebody mess with me, it's a wrap. Yeah. And I didn't, and due to my size, I didn't fight fair. So I'm hitting dudes with, like, fire extinguishers, brass knuckles. Like, I'm sending dudes to the hospital. Like, I, I almost got arrested so many times. Like, I, I remember this one time, these guys was going to jump me. And the word got back to me and, um, my dad had like all these tools in the backyard or whatever. And like, I grabbed some and I had this big jacket. Right. So I'm eleven with a big jacket on. And I had, had like a, a hammer in a sleeve and this sleeve and this sleeve had a, a hatchet. Oh my God. And I was like, I just wish somebody would. Yeah. <laughs> and then they did. And uh, the dude swung at me and I ducked and I, jumped in the air and the only thing you heard was beep! and then you just seen blood shooting at the guy head and everybody running and stuff and um i just kept beating the guy and then um,
0: the hammer or the hatchet which one did hatchet, you- oh
1: oh wow. the hatchet yeah and uh then the, uh the police came like after it was over and um the guy got out of the car like okay so let me let me pause okay from the time the fight was over till they came, I ran home afterward because in my mind, I was like, all right, it's over. I'm going to jail. I'm 4'11". I'm about to go to jail and some big greasy dude is just going to beat the brakes off of me or something or or other things, right?
0: Yeah. And
1: um, I got home and I prayed. I was like, God, please save me from this because crap, look at me. Like I got blood all over me. I'm like, it's over, right? So the police came and the, uh, the the officer, the the guy who I fought, his grandma brought him to the crib. Cause the the, the people at the bus stop, he tried to kill
0: him, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And then the police officer looked at this big old dude, and he looked at me. <laughs> the other guy, the other police just went to the car, and then the, the guy looked at me, he said. He, he, he looked at the other guy. He said, did you agree to fight him? He was like, and you know, he had something over his head, to hold the blood, and he was like, yes, sir. And he looked at me. He said, did you agree to fight him? I said, I did. He's like, well, that's what, what happens. I ain't got nothing else to say. I and mean, he got in the car and left. I was like, uh-huh. oh, shoot, Jesus is real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, there's some teenagers, some kids fighting. Let them do what they do.
1: Right. And he and if
0: you and wanna fight like, a little fella
1: and get beat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, he was way he was way bigger than me. Like all the dudes who was gonna jump me was way bigger than me. So I mean, he probably was looking like this little dude did what to you? Yeah. But he just didn't see what was in the sleeve. Like nobody saw it. Yeah. You know, they just seen what happened. They were just but they they heard uh so they knew it wasn't like my hands like that. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, high school was crazy. So at that year after that is when I gave my life to the Lord, you know. And um and I went stupid hard. You know, like it was just I finally understood what the preacher was saying when I just like opened my heart to the Lord. Like I really understood in the and the pastor who was um preaching, he he, his motto was to break it down so children can understand.
0: Okay. And,
1: and, um, he really did. And I really understood it. And then, um, 11th grade, like I got a job, you know, and then I was able to tithe and stuff like that. And that really did something to my faith because I got to do things with grown people been talking about, Mm-hmm. you know, and, um. And it's funny, like right after I started tithing, I started growing. I was like, oh, it's something to this, huh? You're
0: just gonna give all your money away then.
1: You know what I'm saying? I'm like, look, here's the whole check. Just give me a few, you know what I'm saying? 411 ain't what's up? Like, not for no dude and and I had a crush on all the girls on the basketball team. So that it definitely didn't work for me. You know what I'm saying? It was it was a hard not life okay so
0: you go off to college yes and now you have no adult supervision so, so how were you while out there were you still
1: violent no 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 it was it was totally different so before i went i um before i went to uh college in nashville i was going to college in jacksonville it was a place jacksonville university it's a private school and um I was I was rapping secular then, right? And um, I had a job at uh, Citibank, and like I'm nineteen, making fifty grand, right? So all of this money was going and in, pouring into studio time, pouring like I had a, a group with me, pouring into them buying clothes, buying TV time. I used to rent out clubs, you know, and throw um concerts because I was like, well, you know what, if they don't now, if they don't uh book me, I'ma book myself. And that was my mentality because you know, I used to study stuff like what Puff did, Scarface did. Like I would just infuse my mind with the business part of mm. uh, rap. So I would have football players sponsor my shows. They would fly people in, I would fly people in. And um football
0: players like college football players No.
1: like NF, like people who played for like Tampa Bay. Who what, what's crazy is I would be on the radio so much here because I would be paying for radio time, right? Like boom, okay. I I'm, I'm they would be like who is this dude? And um so some of the 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 NFL players in Tampa heard about me and they was like they trying to get their rap people on so I like look, throw some grands on this, fly them in and I put them on and you know um, it was crazy so all that was happening then my group broke up and then I was like oh, I'm going to college, I'm going to study music business in Nashville and that's what happened. <laughs>
0: Wow, okay so um that's crazy I mean the just the mindset to have the football players sponsoring your events yeah what like 18 19
1: that's not o- not only football players I had like big internet companies startups sponsoring them I had def Jam sponsor my stuff yeah it was crazy
0: Deaf jam, wait, how did you get all this? How did you make all this happen? Like I know you said you studied Puff and Scarface and everyone, but really, how did you make that happen?
1: So I had i mean that I still have now like a if you're not invited to the cool kids' table
0: mm-hmm.
1: you build your own house with multiple rooms and you make your own tables and you invite who you want at your table so my mindset was i have money to do what i need to do so i just strategically made moves and made whatever i did look bigger than what it was and it got everybody's attention if you see me on stickers around town on the radio if i'm putting ads in newspapers and everything i'm going to get your attention yeah so you know and i i would i would just fly places and meet people. Like I, I had no, no fear of anything. Like, I'm like, I I was just determined to do it. So, you know, I just, I just figured like, nobody's going to know me if I stay here. So I have to jump on planes. I got to go meet people. I got to, you know, um, I met with uh, one of the biggest, no, not, he's probably the biggest guy in the urban um, section at Clear Channel. Um, he's the top dude, so everything with rap and r&b goes through him on the entire U.S. Okay, and and uh, I got a, a meeting with him, and he was just like, I can't believe I think I was 18. I can't believe you're 18 and you're just not a rapper. You've done all of this. Yeah. You even got he was like, um, I forgot who he named, maybe it was Master P or somebody. He was like, This guy been trying to meet with me and you got a meeting before him mm. so i mean i think just just looking at that it's just being like the favor of god on my life with that attitude of you know moving in faith because i still was not walking it out as a christian but using christian principles
0: mm-hmm. of
1: still having faith but doing the wrong stuff
0: yeah okay so mm-hmm. now you go and you start studying um you said music business or management
1: yeah yep, uh-huh. that's my my major music business
0: and how were you wiling out then during that time of the, like what <laughs> i joined right yeah. i
1: joined a fraternity right
0: oh, yeah well that's gonna happen
1: <laughs> <laughs> i ju- i joined a fraternity and i still was on that road of making things happen so I now that I look at, I don't understand how I went to school full time, worked a full time job, and and when I got off of work, I would go to clubs three t- three times a week. All of them went to regular clubs. The other ones was the ones with you know, okay. those other ones. Yeah. <laughs> so because that was the music I was making, I was making those anthems. You know what I'm saying? Mm, so like the the new
0: Star Show, P Valley. You're making the soundtrack to P Valley. Mm.
1: If, if that's what you want to call it, yeah, yeah. It was the soundtrack. To, um, okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So you're going to all those clubs. All right.
1: That, and I mean, just that atmosphere, you know what I'm saying? I still I still wasn't drinking, wasn't smoking anything, but the environment. The environment, and, you know, when you're making that type of music, you get into that type of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. You know, without, without saying to say you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So then
0: what brought you ultimately back to Christ?
1: Um, apartment fire. I was trapped in, in an apartment fire and, um, I was asleep and I felt something punch me. And when I got up, I just heard people screaming. I heard people beating on the walls and then, um, I heard, I I looked down and smoke was coming out of the, out of the ground. And uh, in my mind, I was like, one of two things is going on. Either uh, the rapture came and I got left behind or my apartment in this building is on fire. And then my feet started burning and I was like, oh, shoot. Good. It's on fire. (laughs)
0: It's not the rapture. Okay. (laughs)
1: Look, look, I rather, I rather uh, the latter than the former. Shoot. (laughs) <laughs> who wanna be who wanna be left behind? I'm like this this Kirk Cameron thing about to pop <laughs> off. Um so then I then in that moment, that's when it happened. I prayed. I was like, Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll serve you. And um he did. He kept up his bargain his end of his bargain and I kept mine. So um I left my I left my job. I had a um a thing with Sony and BMG I was I was working on I was working on a, um, with a, a gospel label too which is ironic because I wasn't doing gospel at the time but um, they hired me to do their internet and TV marketing okay. and um so I left all of that and it was a crazy paying job just doing that it was paying me like 50 an hour you know and you like you 20 get you know it was craziness yes. so I had a full-time job working at uh, Vanderbilt working with doctors and then you got this other gig so that's why I was like I don't know how I did it you
0: and finished? you finished school yeah what the world yeah I don't know how you did it
1: insanity you know, four
0: hours in one day
1: I don't know how you did that insanity no and, and then add going to the club to promote my okay. music. Mm. yeah
0: so you didn't sleep
1: no No.
0: Okay. So not looking musically, how does God's presence look like in your life? Personally.
1: Today or then?
0: Looking back, like the whole from, yeah, just looking back on your life, how would you say his presence? And if you want to just focus on that time period.
1: Um, I think... See then, because here's the here's the crazy. Here's where when you know sin does something to the mind, right? So I was doing everything that I was telling you, right? But every day I'm still reading the Bible verse. I'm still reading what was it, Psalms I think 112, and just saying it in my car because I'm still alone. I'm still like I did when I was in college, I didn't live on campus. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's the one I, I lived by myself. I was, I had my own spot so I could do whatever I wanted to do. But even in this time, just thinking about it, I'm still praying. I'm still like, I know I'm not doing God's will, but I still don't want to die my sins. You know what I'm saying? Like it was so warped, you know, and just looking over everything that we're talking about, I could just say that God's um, favor just been on my life this the entire time. Like from everything I've I've done, even up to today, I just see the faithfulness and the favor of God in my life. Um, just God' hand on me. Just mm-hmm. when I, I didn't want it, it was there. When I when I needed it, it was there and a lot of it I couldn't see at the time, and it was still there.
0: Yeah. I mean, like even, it was the hand that what? That punched you when you were asleep during an apartment fire. Right.
1: right. I thought it was an angel because the punch was hard. and now It wasn't like, like it ow. wasn't. Ow, right. Right. It, it it wasn't like I can be like, oh, that was a fluke. No, I got hit. And then I, that's because I, I jumped up and looked around like, somebody up in Do I have to, uh, you know what I'm saying? What? what's happening in that it was like a punch in the arm and it was, it was real, you know? And, um, it was so much, I could say it was so much miraculous stuff that has been happening in my life. Like I remember going in the club one day and, um, it was a hip hop club. Mm -hmm. So I used to battle rap all the time. Right. And then, um, it would be these ciphers, the dudes was rapping. And then it was this one dude who came in and he started spitting gospel rap. He blew. So, if, I, like I said, I never smoked anything, but he blew people high. Like, Muggs was just looking at him like, this dude is really up here talking about Jesus. And then the whole time he's rapping, he's looking at me. Right? Okay. And it was so, and, and the thing is, like, if he was whack, it wouldn't have mattered. Mm -hmm. But he was fire. Whoever this dude was, he was talking about people going to hell. He was talking about Jesus coming back. All the stuff that I'm talking about now, he was talking about then. Mm -hmm. And then, and after he rapped in the cypher, he just passed the mic and walked out. So, and the next dude who started rapping, he couldn't rap. So, he passed the mic. Nobody else could rap. So, I went outside to find the dude just to be like, who the heck are you? Yeah. And when I went out there and I asked, like, the bouncer, I was like, hey, the dude with the hood and the whatever kicks he had on, I like, he just came out. Where did he go? And the dude looked at me like, ain't nobody came out here in, like, 20 minutes. So I'm like, oh, shoot.
0: What? So that- did this happen?
1: <laughs> no, it definitely <laughs> happened because Muzz <laughs> couldn't rap after the dude. I was just like, did God just send an angel in here to just body him?
0: Yeah, he didn't want any glory. He just rapped, did his thing, and bounced.
1: He rapped, convicted everybody, told people <laughs> they was going to hell for smoking dope and stuff. Like he just went in. He was just like, this is sin. Like he was just he was raw with it. And looking at me the entire time. Yeah. Like I'm like, what? You know, so I don't think I ever told that story anywhere. So
0: That's crazy.
1: Well, thanks it for is. sharing that one. Yep.
0: And speaking of God's favor, I just saw. I just saw like a, a pop up about. Um, I didn't know Megan The Stallion was shot multiple times and survived. Did you know that?
1: I didn't see that. So, yeah.
0: I guess so. It, now,
1: look in mid uh, in mid interview. <laughs> let's check Twitter. Yes. Uh,
0: it popped up on um, Billboard, but I guess she got shot Sunday morning. She's currently recovering. She said she suffered suffered gunshot wounds as a result of a crime that was committed against me and done with intentions of physically harming.
1: Wow. She survived. Well, she about to be the new 50 cent. She about oh. to go, she about to go sky high. You know, that's
0: if yeah, you're a rapper
1: and you get shot. Your stock go up.
0: Underwent wow. surgery to remove the bullets, plural. Cause I'm grateful to be alive that I'm expected to make a full recovery. Yeah, we never had a female rapper get shot.
1: No, listen, <laughs> 2020. Look, the pop, if if female rapper is on your apocalypse bingo, one, <laughs> like, holy crap, man.
0: Yeah, this is a crazy, crazy year. Um, has it really affected you, like, musically or personally?
1: Musically, um I think the biggest thing is the the touring. Um I've had to turn down um multiple events, like because a lot of places a lot of churches reopened and they wanted to do something big for like their congregation and you know it was out of state and I'm I'm just not gonna do it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not getting on no plane. I'm not going near no airport. Uh I'm not, I'm not getting into any, uh, crowds. Like, um, I was supposed to, I've had multiple, I had to cancel a lot of events. Like, so that, that's been, um, effect that has affected me, but I mean, I got a chance to finish my album, spend a lot more time on it than usual than I usually do because usually so I've been dropping albums every year so usually I drop an album tour and you know then refocus and at when the torrent slows down a little bit to do the next projects but this one I've had time to concentrate really I really think this is a time where God is having mercy on us um, where he shut everything down and is giving us the opportunity to get closer to him I really believe that Mm -hmm. like all idols i idol stuff n b a uh n f l uh i'm a big wrestling fan like i i'm a big wrestling fan <laughs> and you're big, in
0: Florida too
1: you know what i'm saying big big comic book <laughs> yeah. fan, i love traveling. But if all of that is getting in the way of me getting closer to the Lord, he just canceled it. And I think this is a time like, I, you know, Jesus is coming back sooner than he was yesterday, right? So mm-hmm. if this is a time where we're closer to the last days, then maybe this is a grace period for us to be like, hey, let's just put everything down and get in the, the presence of God.
0: But, I mean, what would you say to those who would mainly be non-believers who are like? you know well why would god put out a disease just to get us closer to him
1: well i would say god didn't put out the disease <laughs> all all disease come from a uh, sin like you would have to understand the origin the uh, or, origin of the sin nature like god didn't create this stuff this was from a uh, disobedience of man and he's a, he allows this stuff to happen but he still is good during it like um even just me personally i feel like i've come up during a pandemic i haven't like like i've i've paid off all my debt you know what I'm saying? it's crazy like yeah. i feel like i'm like this during the pandemic you know and i feel like i'm i'm closer to god um and for the for the people who who you just said that i would I would challenge them to, to be like, there's other things in your life that have went wrong that God has turned around, but you don't acknowledge that. Like, we can't not play fair when we're talking about events that have happened. Like, yeah. God is always turning stuff around for the good. It says he reigns on the just and unjust. So to charge God falsely isn't isn't like a wise thing to do.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about how you got into CHH, your CHH music start.
1: Okay. Um, Outside of Stephen Wilder, when I rededicated uh, my life um, at the college, it was a, a point I went through a cocoon phase where like a few years I didn't listen to anything. I didn't watch TV. I didn't listen to the radio. So it's a whole gap of time where I didn't know what was out, who was doing what. I just wanted to serve God and preach and be like uh, my pastor because he was going everywhere, doing revivals and stuff. I just wanted to to preach. So I I jumped into prison ministry Mm -hmm. and uh, like hardcore prison ministry. I never, I went without missing a week going. So I would go to like death row prisons, uh, max security P farms. Okay. I would, out that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to serve God. I just wanted to preach. That's all I wanted to do. And then um, the Lord was like, I didn't send you to school for music business and give you all this experience for nothing. Now pick it up and do it for me. And so when I, so when I heard that um, in prayer one day, like I just, Went on, like, a hunt. Like, I went to, like, CD Baby, right? And it's so many Christian rappers that you've never heard of on on CD Baby. You, <laughs> and I just bought everything. Like, I didn't care what it was. I just, like, if it's if it's for the Lord, I'm buying it. I said, I'm sure these brothers need $10. I just <laughs> bought maybe, like, 80 CDs off CD Baby. And I just jumped and fusing and out. And the thing that stuck out to me, I was like, man, everybody beats are whack, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I built, uh, you know, I um, I love my job. I built a studio. Um, I cashed in my 401k, built a studio, and I just started, put, you know, um, making beats. And they went not great, but I worked 10 hours a day on beats every day for a year straight. And then I found some people who rap. Um, I start feeding them beats. Some people started using them. And then that's how I did. So then after that, started God Chasers, um, signed the first artist who was um, Red Writer, and then uh, Javon McKenzie, and then um, Big R, and then we started a label. So my mentality with Christian hip hop was we needed to flood the streets with music.
0: Okay. So I'm like,
1: yo, if I'm in the studio ten hours a day making beats, and I got these artists that are just like rapping, rapping, we're just gonna press CDs, we're gonna go everywhere. So we, um, the first year, this was 2007. The first year God Chasers was a label, we put out eight projects in one year, right? Wow. And the first, the first project we ever put out, it was called Footy Yard and i was still doing prison ministry heavy and um we made a a compilation for prisons so i sent it to all the prisons i went to i found prisons online and was calling the chaplains i'm like hey we got this gospel thing that's wrapped and i want to send it to you for the inmates and they was like send it so i was sending it north florida georgia just everywhere that i could find i was sending this album to and one day i had to go speak at a um it was a uh, supermax, right by 800 dudes in there and you know you couldn't take CDs or anything metal or anything in it so I just put the the uh, case the, the front cover in my Bible and I was like hey y'all before I, before I start speaking or whatever we get into the Bible um, I don't know if you guys heard this album but me and my crew sent it to you, and then everybody in there started yelling and screaming and I'm Like, oh my god, that's you, what? and yeah. And <laughs> then the guys, so this was like three months after we sent it, right? Okay, so the guys, um, was like, after I preached or whatever, and all the altar call and all that, when, when it was just leaving, people was coming up, like, man, this thing has helped me. Mm. Which one were you? Um, and one dude was like, I memorized every verse. On this album. So that's how I met um, K9 because he sent a song for the compilation with one of my homeboys, Excelsius. Red Letters is on it. Um, just a ton of people who don't rap anymore was on it. But that one thing let me see how powerful this tool was to bring people to the cross, you know. And um, after that, I knew that this was a mission field. This was something that we could do. And here's the crazy part. I put that project out January 1st, 07. Today, or maybe like a month ago, this this guy I went to church with, he he recently went to prison. And he told me, he's like, bro, they're still talking about you. They're still talking about this album. They're still listening to this album and just to hear prison compilation (laughs) you know what i'm saying i'm like we we might need to jump back in the in the field with this boy you know what i'm saying but since then i've sent many of the albums um that we've done to two prisons Mm -hmm. and um just to know that oh and jctv has been playing in there and like guys to get out of prison and see me in the streets I wouldn't know who they were but yeah. I would be used to them in the county blues. Yeah. So they'll be like, "Hey, don't you, you I still got a nose from that message you preach." And I'm looking at I'm like, "From where?" And you're like, "You remember from such and such county you was in there?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." Like you still rapping. I'm like, "Yeah, here you go. Boom. Take that with you." <laughs> and you know um just hearing those those guys testimonies and like I tell them, you said this, this. Now, they would say stuff I don't remember saying, you know what I'm saying? But because it was years ago, Mm -hmm. and um, they're like, hey, I kept that with me. And this this part of that song that you sent, I kept that with me. So, you know, it's just been a blessing. And that's why usually when I talk to newer guys in, in CHH, I'm like, bro, you don't know If you keep the cross first and keep Jesus first in this, you don't know who you're affecting. You don't know that they're affecting their generations. They're telling their kids how God affected them through this music and through your ministry. So, you know, um, I always try to encourage people like you don't know who's listening to this and who is who's letting their kids hear this and how it's feeding their spirit. But this thing is necessary.
0: That's amazing. I mean, you're saying you always put the cross first. Would you attribute the longevity your career in CHH because you said that was 2007 when God Chase was started. This is
1: 2020. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: do you? What other things would you say attribute to you being here still?
1: I think that um, I try to really love on people, um, encourage them. And not be like Hollywood. Like when I go places and when I'm on tour and stuff, like I try to really find out what that ministry is doing and try to support what they do and encourage these pastors and encourage the people who are, you know, serving. Like I try, like they're bringing me in and people look at me at a certain way, but I'm like, you're more important than me because when I'm getting on the plane, you're gonna be here still doing the work of the Lord in this community. And I try to encourage people. I try to love on people. And I think another thing that um, has kept me around long, like I I really believe in um, as long as the earth remains, it will be seed, time, and harvest. I always try to uh, plant good seeds everywhere I go. Um, if I find an artist that's starting out, I'm always trying to give them information. Like when I came in the game, Mugs wasn't trying to help me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always trying to, pay for it and do things that other people didn't do for me um even even financially if you can sew in silence you know what i'm saying if somebody have an album come out buy four copies of it who cares you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and and recently not recently the last few years one big thing that's been on my heart is just try to open doors for other people because i'm like if i can open doors for people God is going to keep opening up doors for me because the the principle don't change. Yeah. I just I'm not going to whoever I whoever I try to open up a door for like say a a a, a church is trying to book somebody and I'm not available. I'm going to go through my Rolodex like, "Hey, can you do this and, and try to send somebody else because yeah. dude, everybody needs, you know, want to put, get this gospel out." So I'm I'm always trying to sow good seed um, everywhere I go and, and whoever I come in contact with. And so I think loving people, genuinely, um, sowing seed and giving God my best. You know, every every album, I'm, I'm not competing with nobody in Christian hip hop. I'm competing with the last project I put out. So I'm always trying to outdo the last thing I did, you know? So I think giving God my best, those three things. I think those three things have really kept me.
0: Well, I can, I can testify to you loving on people definitely just over the years, you know, doing the interviews and whatnot, I've felt your love. And just recently you sent in the album with a handwritten note on top of that. (laughs) Like, I mean, it's, it's small things like that, that, that really matter. And that's what sticks with people. So.
1: Well, that, that's, that was, that's really what I wanted because, um, you remember getting CDs and stuff, you know? And I think one thing that's missing now from, from the, the digital age is tangible, that that tangible feel of something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, appre- I appreciate people who support me. Like, you've supported me for, for so many years and, like, that means so much to me. So, I mean, I always think, like, how can I bless God's people you know what I'm saying everybody is good seed to sow in you know what I'm saying and and um, I recently heard somebody saying the, in the sermon that a seed is the smallest you ever gonna see it so if I sow something in into somebody else let's just say financially or whatever that's the smallest it's ever going to be because when God bring it back it's not going to look the same way I sold it so that's true um, I think that's that's a key thing like and I think if we if we loved on each other a little more, like even just in our small Christian hip hop community, and not try to um, fight and try to block people from a position that's uh, that's that's in our head, and we're imagining like I'm not going to give this person the information; they might do better than me. So what? We it's a portion law. Every man gets a portion, mm-hmm. you know. And what God got for me. Bizzle can't take it, Lecrae can't take it, NF can't take it, Andy can't take it, Mouthpiece can't take it, Eshon can't take it, because God got it for me. And when they get their stuff, I'm always rejoicing with them because that just means I'm somewhere in the line. Because God don't stop blessing, you know the, <laughs> seed, the the harvest of the seed don't stop coming. It, you know, I'm I'm up for it. I might not be next in line, but I'm in line, so you know what I'm saying I could just be happy for people when when great stuff happens to them. You know what I'm saying?
0: Amen to that. All right. So you have God Chasers. You have your artists. What? Right now it's Oatmeal and Ready Writer.
1: Oatmeal, Ready Writer, C Straight, Nazarite.
0: Okay. And you have a podcast. You have what a book, The 10 Things Every Christian Artist Should Know, which is another example of you supporting people and, mm-hmm and trying to be there and teach. And then The Art of God Chasing
1: Book, a visual anthology,
0: yes. what, what is that?
1: Um. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm big in comic books, uh, you know, so I love art, as you can see. Mm-hmm. And one thing, like, when um, Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse came out, the Miles Morales uh, Spider-Man there was a book that came out with it and Black Panther when it came out. It was a book that came out. It was called The Art of Into the Spider-Verse and The Art of Black Panther. And what it did when you got it, it gave you behind the scenes stuff about these movies and it gave you like concepts that didn't make it. And one thing about God Chases, I've always been big on like visual, the visual part of the album, like the album art has to be dope. The album art has to be amazing. So um, we've had so much good album art because, you know, some people might just know me and mm-hmm. don't know Ready Rider. They don't know C-Straight. They don't know the other artists that we put out and um, just the other compilations and things like that that we've done over the years. And the art is still good. So I'm like, you, sh- you can see a historical anthology of, visually what we've done
0: okay and
1: and um you get the i put album art concept art like when i did my animation you see the animation concepts you see um lyrics from songs um stills from from videos from and i put fan art in there people do fan art of me and some of the other guys i put it in there um stuff that we've done for magazines, all of that. So I think um, seeing something like that is really cool. And that's another tangible that um, I wanted to put out with this 10th album. Like it's, it's my, to me, it's a milestone project. You know what I'm saying? It's not too many Christian hip hop artists that get the album five. So you get the 10 and then God chases, we put out over 70 projects as an independent label. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, like, you know, we, we might be the unsung heroes of Christian hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we're not the, the label that everybody mentioned, but we've done so much good that the Lord has seen in his name. And I'm like, let's just share something that, you know, I think that will really be cool that people can see like a behind the scenes of like these guys, you know, the Lord has really let these dudes put in some work. So it's, it's a cool thing. It's under like, right under 200 pages. So I I uh, I uh thought it was really dope to do. That's
0: awesome. So is that going to come out when the album comes out then?
1: It may be like two weeks after, but, okay. um, you know, people have already pre-ordered. And um, did I send you a copy? No. You will have a copy. I, All I'll right. Put, you're going to have a copy. I'm going to put one in the mail for you. Um, I thought I did. Man, I got you. Don't okay. worry. Appreciate I got you. I want you to have one.
0: I mean, it sounds exciting, and I mean, speaking about the album artwork um, for Throw the Crown that's coming out soon, the album artwork right there, I mean, super colorful one, and then there's just so many, so much detail, you just have to, like, stare at it to see what's all in it. Um, let's talk about the title, Throw the Crown, and the, that artwork.
1: Um, the title... I get there's a verse in Revelations that talk about the elders standing around uh, God's throne and they took off their crown and threw it at the feet of Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when I think about crown, I think about my accomplishment accomplishments as a Christian hip hop artist. Like I'm not the guy they mention all the time, right? But my itinerary and tour schedule was rivaling everybody who they do talk about you know what i'm okay. saying from the people who was on the labels like they're on the plane i'm on the plane they're on tour i'm on tour but it it is it's not mentioned a lot so i i believe that god has really had his hand on me to tour to travel the world to release projects to to really do stuff for the kingdom of god and these things are accomplishments and these things I feel like you know that's a part of my crown so but I can take it all off and throw it at the foot of Jesus because without him none of this has been possible like I feel like this is if this isn't my best album it's neck and neck with my best album so you know I'm like yes I'm going to give you banging music but at the end of it it don't matter without Jesus like Um, man, I want, I don't want to, I'm going to just say it. So I was reading in Proverbs. It's this scripture that hit me super crazy. It said, those who desire silver won't be satisfied with silver. And those who desire wealth and increase won't be, uh, fulfilled by it. And that spoke to me like, it would be amazing to get co-signs from all these people it would be amazing to be like you in the top 10 christian rappers of all time but if that's what i was seeking they wouldn't have satisfied me you know what i'm saying i can only get uh satisfaction from being in the presence of god and knowing jesus for myself and having that personal relationship with him and like, it really put everything in perspective, even on the 10th album, because in my mind, I'm like, this is my milestone album. This is this is something that I feel should be celebrated, but that can't be my desire. My desire has to be the main thing, the main focus that's been my day one focus, which has been souls in the Great Commission. So without that mindset set and, and pointing people to, cro- to the cross of Christ, it don't matter. So that's throw the crown right so the artwork um i met these guys at at a comic con these artists one artist who did the ink for the um for the album he he's an artist who has drawn for teenage mutant ninja turtles their comic book okay and um the guy who did the colors he is a guy he has done what, what Maybe Exo Man of War. He did colors for that. So he, his mind and the way he does his visuals is crazy. I've, I've purchased many commissions from this one guy. His name is Sean Anderson. He does the colors, and the, and the other guy, his name is Daniel Dahl. And what's funny is the guy who did the inking. He only Christian rap he's ever heard of. What he's telling me, it wasn't NF, He said. Andy Menio, that's what he said. Okay, okay. Andy Menio Social Club. But he only heard maybe like two songs from these guys. So that was his extent. <laughs> so I sent him my last album and he was just like, I'm so blown away. I didn't know it could be this good. And I and um the same day I mailed out your package, I mailed him an album and he just hit me up yesterday and he was just like, Bro, I got so emotional listening to this because I want to be closer to God and this really has helped me. And uh-huh. um you know just hearing that because i i feel like i know this this is a little off from what you just asked me like my my two projects ago i put out an album called Vibranium it came out the same day as Black Panther right but i was going to these comic cons and i'm like man this is a whole freaking mission field so i pressed up CDs and i was giving them out and i mean yes. dudes was was hitting me up like hey this mug is right cuz on, you know, I'm I'm talking about the gospel, but you know, I'm slipping in these yes. comic book punchlines. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> so they know what I'm talking about. They're like, "Hey, you talk about Thanos What?" <laughs> and, um, so meeting meeting those guys has really been a blessing. And I mean, the album art is expensive, but I I i my mindset is if I can't hang the album art on the wall, then it's not going to be my album. Got it. And no. and I want. And I wanted this 10th album to be artwork. So that's what I paid for.
0: And that, that it is. And you working with these artists is also a testament to the importance of not just working with Christians or, or like-minded people. So I know there was definitely a time in CHH where it's like they didn't even want the engineer to not be a Christian. So here you are commissioning work for your artwork. And planting seeds at the same time, like you have no idea what God's gonna do with that.
1: <laughs> I don't, because 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 these guys told me the same thing. I'm gonna let my kids hear. It. So I'm like, if I can affect the generation coming after them, like these guys may not be godly men, mm-hmm. but if the seed of godliness is planted in their kids, I don't know what God's gonna do. We're not gonna know until we get to heaven, right? Yeah. But the hope is. Give them Jesus and hopefully the Lord soften their heart and get a hold of them.
0: Right on. That's dope. It's a cool story. And um, I mean, this kind of might fit, but how do you feel God's presence looks like in your life musically?
1: Mm. Um, I think I, I try to write with that. Uh, so I try, so my music is, 70 percent freestyle 30 percent written right okay. so certain songs i didn't write at all like uh last dragons was a freestyle okay um through the fire was written right um heal from it all was written like the the story stuff is written okay. the just going off stuff like the song with petty D, just i just went
0: okay the song
1: with Stephen malcolm i went like you know, it was a freestyle. Yeah. Um, so when I do write, my mindset is always God, how can I connect with these people to feel your presence? I think at the top of my list, besides pointing people to the cross, I really want God. I really want people to feel the Lord's presence when they hear me rap. Like, I don't think it's impossible because I've seen it happen before. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's my desire that people just don't hear the words, but they hear something else, that frequency that's from heaven that's drawing them in that God can really speak to their heart and prayerfully they can cut the music off, lift their hands, go up and pray, and then the presence of God come upon them. You know, like, that's what I want.
0: Right. Well, I mean it sounds like it's happening off of the the illustrator that just hit you up about your album.
1: Amen. <laughs> you know, it it's it's cool. It's cool to hear those sco- those stories because I think that matters more to me than to be accepted by the uh the Christian hip hop community. Cause I mean, let's, let's be honest, all of everybody, all the people in the community, they are to say, we, we ain't trying to get them. I'm going fishing. I'm trying to get these other people who not, who don't know the Lord like that. Like okay. I'm trying to show them the grace of God that's been in my life so they can have, um, the things that I've received.
0: I mean, do you feel like you are an underrated like CHH rapper? Cause I mean you brought uh, yeah. it a
1: few times. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I mean everybody see the list, you know what I'm saying? You go you see the list, you see what people say, you you see you see those things and you know, I I see sprinkles. I see sprinkles, but um I think that's one of my things I have to always keep first thing first, you know what I'm saying? You keep the important thing, the important thing and if I keep my mind on being obedient, then I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, he who desires silver won't be satisfied with it, even if I was mentioned, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's why that's why that verse hit me hard. Like, you gotta watch what you desire. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Huh? Like I mean, but to answer your question, definitely. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I mean,
0: at least you're you're aware of it. And I mean, you said your tenth album. And the fact that the label's been around since 07, like that speaks volumes. So the, it, the it, volume, it,
1: that speaks volumes. It speaks <laughs> the goodness of the Lord. It's it's the goodness of the Lord. I mean, in real life, like it's grace. It's, I mean, um, my homeboy Fidel told me this a while. He was like, Man, people just think they they just rap. He was like, We get to do it. We get to go on tour and rap about God. We get to make albums we get to give the gospel over banging beats we get to do it so i mean my level of gratefulness to the lord and to the people that support me like the people that support me are so dope like i could talk about i'm underrated right i can say that right i can say that but the people who ride with god chasers they're they are beast mode like they do things, and I know the Lord send people. Like, you know, people who support your your show, they're, they, they are about your show, right? And I put my vinyl, because this 10th album I got vinyl for the first time, which is, Uh, 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 a hallelujah moment for me right because i've always wanted my album on vinyl
0: okay
1: and you know i was i've just been trying to be proactive with with making this project like the artwork was done last year right it was done like in october okay and and so i try to be proactive so when i find out i'm I'm getting these vinyls i find out how many i got so i'm just updating my website because you know everybody ain't on websites like that so i thought (laughs) <laughs> they're on Facebook, they're on Twitter, they're on Instagram. So I just updated. I'm like, okay, I'm going to just be proactive. So when I announce it, I don't have to scramble and update the website, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Four days. Every vinyl sold out.
0: How many vinyls did you do?
1: It was under 100 because I wanted to do like a limited edition, but yeah. they, they were $50 a pop. Oh, my so, gosh. That's so like, hardness Yeah, but I
0: mean. That's not hard. Yeah, they rock with you for real.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean the pre-orders for my album are like 35, but I just don't mention what else is coming in the album. So I've been sending like these big packs of things that's going out and I mean I I just started promoting my album like a week ago. Yeah. You know, so the people who who rock with Brentson and and God Chasers and really support the music, they're they're really they're really dope, you know. Like I don't, I don't think I would have lasted that long outside of the Lord on Me without the people that are really serious about uh, what we do.
0: That's awesome. Well, let's get into the four song breakdown.
1: Okay. Let's get it. Let's get it.
0: Let's get it. Yes. The artist raps or recites a verse and discusses what's going on between the lines of the song story. So, for you, we're going to do Faith in the Sky, Last Dragons, You Know, and Is This the End? So, if we can start with Faith in the Sky, that has Stephen Malcolm and a couple other people, right?
1: Mm-mm, it's just oh, me and him. Just Stephen Malcolm? Oh, wait, no, 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 no. It's uh, Norman Michael on the Hook. Okay. All right, so it says Straight Out the Basement, Judas Replacement. Drunk in the spirit. I'm not wasted. Throne of my heart. That's what his place is. LeBron's on my feet. Neon laces. I believe in that empty tomb. When my life was empty, he filled the room, filled with his spirit. That's a major move. Major key. I mean, snatch the keys from death to grave. I had to sneeze. Boy, so blessed. Boy, so yeah. Cross on the chest. Nails in his flesh. Yeah. I am trusting in his hands. I ain't trusting in no bands, only trusting in His plan. Chase God, that's the program. Yeah, good gracious, my God, contagious. I preach on the mic, then I'm jumping off stages. My faith in the sky, no need for airplanes. Parachute don't work. I'm on my stunt main. Grab the word, I'ma spray. Chase God, we don't play. Chase God every day at the heat, at the key, hit the tray. So. That's faith in the sky. All right, And uh, let's go
0: between the lines.
1: Let's go between the lines. <laughs> so I start off straight out the basement because I feel like I'm still, you know, I'm still underground. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm I'm one of them underground MCs, even in, in the C.H.A., straight out the basement. Judas Replacement, you know, uh, even though Paul was... His replacement, but you know, I can whatever. <laughs> he forfeited his spot. Judas replacement, drunk in the spirit. I am not wasted. Um, self-explanatory. <laughs> I think. Yeah. What you think?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, throne of my heart. That's where his place is, mm. and I th- I think that's yeah. that line that that one was an important thing. Even though this is a freestyle, I th- I felt like this was. That was an important part. Like he, that's where he is. Like he not moving. Then it says Lebron's on my feet. Like I probably own more Lebrons than Jordans. And I know the the Jordan uh, diehards are gonna be like, what? (laughs) I like Lebron shoes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Lebron got a school. Come on, man. Yes. Um. Me on laces, I believe in that empty tomb. When my life was empty, he filled the room. So that was mm-hmm. me thinking about how God um, filled me with the Holy Spirit. Um, filled with his spirit, that's a major move, major key. I mean, snatch the keys. I think I was trying to uh, get rapidy rap right there. <laughs> From death to grave, I had to sneeze. Boy, so blessed boy so yeah cross on the chest nails in his flesh um it says i'm i am trusting his hand meaning i know the hand of god is on me and i trust it and um just just me and you talking and me telling testimony it's there yeah it's evident it's (laughs) evident and it said i ain't trusting in no bands um I think when when I was doing this song, I was on some... I'm not trusting in money. Like, I think it was one of the moments I had for like a week, how... just, I was probably getting a lot of checks, and I was happy. But I had to tell myself, I'm not trusting in this stuff. Like, the Bible says, money grow wings and fly. Like, this stuff is a tool, and it's easy. To have money to um, mm, validate you,
0: yeah,
1: it's it's easy, you know what I'm saying. And I think that was that came out. I was just like, I ain't trusting in this stuff. I ain't trusting in no bands because with uh, Ecclesi- it's either Ecclesiastes says all vanity and vexation of spirit. So that's what I was on. Um, where I was, I ain't trusting no, only trusting in His plan. Chase God. That's the program. Yeah. Good gracious, my God! Contagious. Preach on the mic. Then I'm jumping off stages. So you've you've never I know you've never been to one of my concerts. I stage jump a lot. Okay. <laughs> like for for maybe like a, a few years. That's all I wanted to do. Like it would be a little bit of people in the crowd. I'm doing front. I'm doing front flips on folks. I'm I'm going I'm going off. Uh, you know it's a faith thing. You know what I'm saying I'm like well, I'm gonna trust that these these people <laughs> gonna hold me up. <laughs> no, nah, I mean it got to be more than two. My God, like I, especially especially if it's a big stage. I ain't, you know I ain't nobody <laughs> suicide around this piece. But big crowds, small crowds, we we going diving. Especially like when I uh, do like uh, youth camps. Mm. It's straight yeah. madness. It's madness.
0: And then what about um, putting Stephen Malcolm on the track?
1: So man, what a great story. Um uh, he was on tour and he came he came to a place right outside of Jacksonville and he put it on his social media, or whatever, and I just hit him up. I'm like, What's the address? And he hit me with it. So I went. It was a dope concert. Um, his hype man slash BJ Mark, the bad guy I've known him for maybe since 2010 when he was like a teenager. Me and D mob was touring at, uh, the edge in grand rapids. His dad is the, is the pastor at, at uh, the edge. That was their hip hop church. So I remember him from back then. And, um, Afterward, I took them out to eat in one of my one of my burger spots. Come on, somebody! <laughs> and um, maybe this was in October, and I was like, I asked him, I was like, what, "What is going? What we need to do to get you on the track?" And um, he was like, "Who is it for? You are one of the artists." I said, "For me." He was like, "Let's talk about it." So I sent him the track, and um, he was like, "I'm I'm off a tour in December. December." Let's finish up, you know, the business aspect and then let's get to work. So I hit him in December, sent him the track. I did the hook, um, which was horrible. It sounds, Norman Michael delivered me (laughs) because I can't sing, but he, he killed it. And when he sent it back, I was just like, oh man, he haven't heard the song yet. You heard it before he did. I I guess I need to send him, (laughs) send him the song, right?
0: Oh, you uh, sending it to the the illustrator and me, Stephen Balcombe. Right, 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 right.
1: <laughs> Stephen, I'm sorry, bro. I'm saying I'm gonna send it to him today. But um, I got I got some other stuff. I'm gonna send to that brother. I, um, him and his wife are expecting. And um, yeah. You know, when I hear things like that, mm-hmm. I, I just think it's time to ship packages out to people. <laughs> So yeah, that was he, he's such a dope brother and I seen him at the um Kingdom Trophies Awards. Um he, he won like three awards that night. He actually beat me in the in the category and I was happy that he did it. You know, I was like, Hey, that brother I I love his second CD album. It was probably like my yeah. favorite album of two thousand and nineteen. I put it like on my podcast. So Yeah. yeah. He's awesome. such a dope yeah, he's so dope. Yep.
0: All right, let's do Last Dragons. We have the Corner, Big Phil, Ready Rider, and DJ Will doing the cuts and scratches.
1: Yes, so before I do that, let me okay. ask you a question. Yes. You listen to it, right? Yes. How did everybody bring their verses?
0: I mean, everyone brought it. I'm always like, I'm a huge law fan um so to me he like always brings it um but i thought i mean everyone everyone did that thing everyone did their thing
1: <laughs> yeah 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 and um one thing sailor told me he was like man he he was uh appreciative of being on the track because he said he loves songs like that i didn't know that okay. he was like i love cypher type tracks and he was like man people not doing that and and uh he he said something funny on it that I cut off but I'm uh I'm gonna put an uncut version of like some of the songs
0: okay. and
1: he he's a really funny dude. He he he's a real <laughs> dope brother. He's a dope brother. Um man, okay, I said uh I'm only here to glorify the one who died and rose. No side goes. Luchador door on the ramp, cue the pyro. Yeah. Unmask and unhinge, victory through submission, no pen, the flow got no pen, grenade with no pen, infinity bars, I got no end, yeah, I'm on my hallelujah Jesus coming, I'm on my, oh Lord, I forgot, I'm on my, I'm on my hallelujah Jesus coming, I'm on my get saved, I'm on my blow the trumpet, Odell Beckham win, I'm catching blessings. One hand in the air preached a resurrection For my sense, he got no recollection Jesus' peace swinging back and forth, yam flexing We walk by faith, not the lenses of Versace shade. Started at the bottom, these prayers make me levitate Sword of the Spirit, slice the head off of any snake Another beat, body for the body That's another plate <laughs> So, let me see I'm only here to glorify the one who died and rose. You got that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no side goals meaning I don't have anything else but that. Luchador on the ramp, cue the pyro. Luchador, wrestler, so I watch a lot of wrestling. When I was spitting that, I was thinking about Rey Mysterio coming up, and they always have pyro for him when he come out. So okay. I, you know, so being somebody who had a a Napoleon complex for so, for so long, I can relate with Ray Mysterio being a warrior and the luchador. Um, Q to Pyro. Yeah. Unmasked and unhinged victory through submission, no pin. Okay. So that's another wrestling term. Like you, you can win by pinning somebody one, two, three, Mm. or making them tap out by submission. I, I was saying victory, uh, Christ's victory was through submission. Nobody defeated him. He gave up his life. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it said, uh, Victory through submission, no pin. The flow got no pin. I freestyle. I'm a grenade with no pin, meaning I'm always exploding on the track.
0: Okay.
1: Infinity bars. I was sick. Think- so I remember this vividly. In my brain, while I was freestyling, I was thinking about Infinity War, right? But it yeah. was no way. For me to fit infinity war in this bar while i'm freestyling so i just say infinity bars and then when i said that i thought about the number eight on the side no end i'm on my hallelujah jesus coming that's that's all i'm about i'm on my get saved i'm on my blow the trumpet like that's my whole style odell beckham when i'm catching blessings one hand in the air priest the resurrection so you know, Odell Beckham, you know, he famous for the one-hand catch, and he do it in style and stuff. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, I catch Jesus' blessings when I'm in style, um, for my sense he got no recollection. Jesus' peace swinging back and forth, you know, flexing. I was freestyling with a Jesus' piece on. Um, we walk by faith not the lenses of Versace shades, that was a diss to myself, because I'm always wearing shades. <laughs> uh, Started from the bottom. These prayers made me levitate. Meaning the prayers from my mom, um, the people who pray for the label made me levitate. Sword of the spirit, sliced the head off of any snake. The Bible. Another beat, body for the body. Took that from a uh, saga, one mm-hmm. of my favorite battle rappers. Because uh, he always saying another body for the body, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so in mid freestyle. Uh, the spirit of Sensei Saga came up and I said it. <laughs> and that's where it came, you know, that was it. All right.
0: And how did you decide who you wanted on the
1: track? Um, I knew Ready Rider had to be on this song from Jump Street because I think one of the things that if I could change anything about the label or about how things happen, I think I would have loved to catapult him as the front runner of the label because he's such a dynamic lyricist. Like if you go through his body of work, like to me, Ready Writer is up there with a Eshawn, a Jared Sanders, a Braille, a Theory it, a, a Man Child, Mars Eel. These guys, his caliber of writing is unparalleled. Like, I still listen to his first album that we put out in 08, and just now, get a bar.
0: Mm,
1: okay. So he has such complexity to stuff like he, I'll drive and listen to him and be like, Oh, and call him. And he like, I don't remember saying that. And I have to just hang up. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I know, I know you don't, whatever. So I knew he had to be on it. Um, big Phil is one of my brothers. He, he, um, I was—I would say Big Phil A and R this album. Like he is one of the guys who, when I did a song, I would run it by him and be like, "What do you think about this? Like, what what is your ear telling?" Because I I trust his his composing ear. So I had to get him. Um, I reached out to some other guys, but Selah, we were supposed to do a song, maybe like three or four years ago and um i think we was at the kingdom choice awards or i was in new york for something and uh we got together and it was just like passing you know we was giving respect to each other and then i was like dude we need to do a track he was like i've been waiting on you to say that when we gonna do it i was like oh shoot so i i always kept that in my mind and he has too so when I hit him, he was like, "I hit him with two songs. He was supposed to be on this one and um, the song with Dre Murray that you know you you told me you was disappointed in."
0: I was disappointed in the song. I was, and <laughs> I didn't get a verse from Dre Murray. He was on a hook.
1: <laughs> so he was, so that song really was supposed to be me, Dre, and Saylor. Oh, see, yeah, I know. I would have been clean. <laughs> I mean, hey, we still song. it's
0: is it happened the way that it's supposed to happen.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I'm 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 never opposed to remixes. You know what I'm saying?
0: Okay. So, well, I want to be so that's a remix.
1: Yes, yes. So I mean, that's how that's how I how everybody came about, and I think it was supposed to be. Theory has it was supposed to be on, it, but uh-huh. his schedule, when... um he he actually did some cuts and scratches on it first, but the ones that he did, I sent him a verse from like my very first Christian rap song that I did, and maybe like, my God, in high school, and um, I was like, man, scratch this in it, and when he did it, just I was like, it's all me. I was horrible then, so take that off. So I had to get DJ Will to go back, because his schedule just prevented him. From getting on it but that would have been really dope to get him on it
0: okay. let's uh move forward to you know
1: you know and okay. that's supposed to be the single right yes yes it's supposed to be the single um norman michael on the hook is a, and he produced it too and i would say he's like the co a and R that is uh, album too. So the verse, first verse, <clears throat> off top Christ get to shine. Glory to his name, not mine. I'm on that rising grind, not on that left behind. Christ coming back for a bride. Surprise at any time. Which team you gonna ride? You better choose a side. Choose the truth, no lie. I'm on the grind, no lie. Fighting the father of lies. The word that gave me life. Making moves like telepathy. Mountain gone, that's a mess to see. I just know that's the faith in me. I just know that's the God in me. I got something to say. Christ is the only way. In sin, you gonna pay. Pay me in the form of flame. I know I won't cave. I know I won't blaze. I know my God gave. I know Jesus saves. You on mute. Sorry, you go. <laughs> <know. laughs> I stay on the grind, yeah, you know. That hook is crazy. So, um
0: who so did you write the hook or did Norman Michael write the hook?
1: Um I wrote a hook <laughs> and I sent it to him and he was like, I think I got something else, bro bro. That's what he said. And I was like, Well, go for what you know. You know what you're doing. So no, 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 yeah, yeah. So he wrote he 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 redid it and um, That was it. Wait, 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 I'm wrong. That happened on Faith in the Sky. Okay. This hook, he already, he already he had this hook with this track. Okay. So when I heard the when I heard the track, I was like, that's raw. Then the hook came in. I was like, all right, I'm buying it. What's up? So I was like, this. This is the sound that I need. So, out so, on this app, Go ahead. I'm sorry. So
0: he produced it too. Then,
1: okay. Yep. Yeah. He he he's the like he's the secret weapon of C H H. Like I think I don't know if you remember how when J R came the cross movement right. Okay. He was such a driving force to a lot of their hits, production wise and hook wise. I think um, Norman Michael is like the same caliber for now. If uh, if if say God over money got him, it's a wrap. It's a wrap.
0: Oh, because yeah, I haven't heard of him until this project. So stop. You introduced him to me. Yeah. Unless there's songs, I'm sure there's probably songs that I've heard that he's been a part of that I wasn't aware. But like the name never like jumped out at me. Like I'm gonna remember it now.
1: Yeah. He's been, he's been around for a long time. Um, I don't know if you listen to GS. He, he does a lot of collabs with God over money. Um, no I remember G.S., it's been a mile. Yeah. A while. Yeah. For yeah. A while,
0: actually. Okay.
1: Yeah. Norma Michael did a ton of work with him. Okay. And, uh, the guy D King that's on, um, Hill from all, they, they started out on the same label. So, uh, D King had a, uh, a label called Camp of David. And Norman Michael was the main backbone producer. So everything that happened out of that camp, he was producing, he was doing hooks. So he's been dope for years.
0: Okay. Awesome. I'll be looking forward to seeing more of him. And let's move on to, is this the end?
1: Ooh, that's my favorite uh, song, Low Key. All right. It says... I feel like I'm walking on the pages of Revelation. Corona got the seniors breathing heavy with complication. I'm a star minister in space with con- no constellation. War rumors, black fists in the across the nation. He coming back. Yeah, put that up in the hashtag. Been around the world preaching that. No jet lag. Holland Chase, God, I ain't even chased the bag. Talk Christ so much. My accounts got flagged. I've been repping CHH for a while. You ain't noticed yet. Buckle up. Receive the word from an anointed vet. Sit back. Enjoy the meal. I'll pick up the check. Thank God for Stephen Wiley when I heard his cassette. Last day's fourth quarter. You get the drift. Apocalyptic encrypted. You feel the shift. Accomplishments. Lay your goals, dreams, and desire. Now throw your crown down and bow down to Messiah. Messiah. Throw the crown.
0: Go oh, to crown. All right. So obviously that song you wrote more recently with the COVID reference and everything. Um, but let's talk about it. What what made you write that song?
1: So this was so I was at a crossroad with the album because I, I had every song done, mixed and mastered, and every time I listened to it, I was like. I know, you know, every album I have to do like an altar call. I didn't do that. And I just felt like it wasn't, I didn't have another feel of the song that that made me feel like it was completed. So I went and listened to maybe six to 700 beats in like a three-week time span. And when I heard this, it kind of just spoke to me and I wanted to like, um, I released a single called um, Jesus Over Corona, and that was supposed to be on this project, but um, and it was just to encourage people. But when I heard this, I was like, I can still talk about what I'm seeing now on the news, in the paper, on the internet, and just go with it. Um, so I felt like the recent stuff I wanted to talk on it and just see it from my point of view, like, I just think it's, you know, I think it's the end, you know what I'm saying? Like, if if it is, I'll, I'll be ready, you know, like, let's get prepared for it.
0: Do you feel you're ready?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like God has blessed me. My trust is in him. You know what I'm saying? He coming back faster than he was yesterday, so, you know, I'm just trying to take as many people with me as I can. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to crowd heaven up. Let's let's <laughs> let's charge the gates. You know <laughs> what I'm saying?
0: All right. Okay, well, um that pretty much covers everything that I wanted to know. Okay. Um, I do want to ask you, who would you like to see me interview on the show?
1: A ton of people. So here we go. You ready? <laughs> you gotta write these down. I want you to I want you to first interview K9. I think he has had one of the most he he's to me he's he's number one on uh, my Christian hip hop list. Like
0: okay. i don't know K9. I'm not familiar with K. <laughs> so, I mean that's why I like doing what I get to do because I that's how I get to know people. So I'll, I'll okay. <laughs>
1: Wow. So he he has a, a new album called 45. So he's been around since 04. Okay. And he's probably the best storyteller um in Christian rap history, right? And um I was featured on his 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 new album cuz what he does he'll drop a classic then disappear for like 5 years. <laughs> and then then come back and do it again and he made this album called It is Written Bible Stories. So he took stories out of the Bible and um, he rapped them and he made them gangster. And it was, it was amazing. Um, interview him. Um, it's a, it's a throwbacker. It's a throwbacker. Um, this guy named Excelsius. Yeah. He's, you know, yeah, <laughs> okay. Um,
0: must've threw that all the way back.
1: Yeah. He, he, he vet mode, but his per, his perspective is amazing. A uh, mouthpiece. I love to hear you interview Mouthpiece. Um, D Black. Hmm. Of course, Dre.
0: Have you interviewed Dre? I have a long time ago. I actually do want to hit him up um, since he has a new project and everything. I love me some Dre Murray. Yeah. (laughs) So I've interviewed Dre a couple times. Him solo and then him and Alex Faith when they had that joint project.
1: Yep. Yep. So he he got a new deal with Elect. He's about to open up a coffee company. Um... Oatmeal, uh you already did him. Um and he, you know, we still grooming him. Uh yes. Re- Ready writer
0: Okay.
1: I'll pay for that one. My God. People need to hear this, brother. All right. Um Nazarite. Um, let me see one more. Who who else? Who else? Mm. Big Phil. Okay. That was Big a Phil. list. Big, was... Big Phil. Big Phil would be wrong. He, oh. you know, he he Duval County, homegrown.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate that. And again, appreciate you taking the time to talk with me, Brenton.
1: My pleasure. My pleasure. Any anything else I can help with, you know, I'm with it. Um, I'm I'm always gonna support everything you do from your podcast to whatever God do with you next and pivot, hopefully, you know. Um this thing keeps growing because your your voice is much needed in uh, this Christian hip-hop space. And we need, I don't want to say more people like you, we need you in this space and more people need to know about all the things you do because your perspective and voice is needed.
0: I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please subscribe to our show. And if you really enjoy the content, please leave a review. It really does help with the ranking. For all things testimony, visit testimonystories.com. Until next time, I'm Galika Brown, the music lover constantly seeking positive music.